the Askell Leadership Podcast. Hello, I'm Pamela Smith. I'm the co-head teacher at Grenaside Community Primary School in Sheffield. And uh, here we are, Pamela, at Grenaside Community Primary School. Tell us a little bit about the place. Oh, Grenaside's a fantastic place. It's a very unique village. Um, on the north side of Sheffield. We have some unique traditions around here in terms of the sword dancing and the wicker figures. And the school is right in the heart of the village. So come and visit us. We're, we're a great village. And when you say um, sword dancing, for those people who, like me, perhaps are trying to visualise what this is, just g- g- give us a quick thumbnail sketch. Well, sadly, we can't use proper swords anymore. So they are, they are wooden swords, but the children are learning uh, the traditions of the village, whereby they do some sword dancing. And on Boxing Day, they close the roads and they dance between all the uh, public houses and there's about five of them in the village. Kids love it. It's very, very different. Okay, so you've been a head here since 2013 or so, but you've been a head teacher in general for longer than that. Uh, Clearly started when you were 12 or something like that. Um, But uh, how has headship changed? Because you're at a point where you've decided you're going to to leave at an age where you could be doing more years. So just give us a flavour of the, the changing feeling of headship. Um, well, first of all, I would say I, I think it's an honour to be a head teacher. I, I love my job. I don't have a problem with the job, but the job has just changed dramatically over the last 22 years in terms of the expectation, the accountability, and dare I say, what I would see is a, a lack of respect for the role that we have, which is it's unfortunate, and I don't wish to sound bitter, but I do feel that we are, we are not as respected as we were when we started. I think in our communities and with parents we are, because parents know what you do on a day-to-day basis. But I think ultimately there are too many things that conspire against head teachers being successful in the role. And these are things like what? Um, p- political ideas being rolled yeah. out regularly? I, I, th- I think it's the, it's the constant change. I mean, it's, it's quite good fun to sit there and have the staff call out the different initiatives and go, oh, yeah, that was, uh, we stopped that in 2015. Oh, yeah, that was 2009, I think. You can go through all the things that have happened, and it has felt relentless. I have had uh, good fun meeting some of the people within politics, but uh, I'm not sure that they're listening to people like me. I think there are, they're very careful about the head teachers that uh, get to meet ministers, and, and sometimes for a good reason. Um, and I think that we have a media that, unfortunately, we live in a time of sound bites and Twitter, and everything's done in very small amounts. And it's easy to encourage people to think of the negative when I think actually most parents have a more positive experience, of, or particularly of our school, anyway. Yeah, now what's striking, just, just finally walking around uh, with you and watching you interact with children and with your staff, is it's, it, it is a place built, if, if this isn't too pretentious even for me, on a sense of humanity, you know, that, that, yeah. that what we're doing yeah. is really important and you as a person are important and I, as the head, acknowledge that. And one of the things you've been able to do as the, almost the final stage of your headship is Richard, who's sitting over there as deputy, is yeah. now the co-head. And mm. it would just be interesting for you to talk about why you made a decision to put to governors that you wanted to do this. And then we'll talk to Richard about what does it feel two days a week to be this, the head of the school. So I think when I started in the job, I had no idea that head teachers could go part-time. And then we had uh, somebody from Wesleyan come in to talk about pensions and he happened to drop it in. And suddenly as you get older, you start looking at your pension, how much, how much will I get, what's it worth? And when you realise that you can go part-time and it doesn't have an effect on your pension, negative effect, it becomes very interesting. And I realised that I'd, I'd just 
I've become tired. And so uh, we looked into what co-headship was, and there are quite a few around the country, and I did have a friend who was a co-head, and we went to the governors and explained it, and it took them a, a little while, and they absolutely went for it. Um, I think it was Rich's face that dropped the most when I said, well, I'm thinking of going part-time. <laughs> and uh, it went really well. The, the staff understood where we're coming from. We have a, a profession where lots of other people go part-time for all sorts of reasons, maternity, paternity, etc., etc. Um, why not the head teacher go part-time? Now, we have worked together for a number of years and we do seem to think along similar lines. Well, he laughs at all my jokes. That's the main oh, thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's the main yeah. thing, isn't it? Um, and so I think if it had been we were advertising for somebody to come in do t two days a week, it wouldn't have worked the same because you have to build that relationship. And I think in terms of succession planning for the parents, oh, we know this person yeah. and it, it makes total sense. And for the staff, they, they understood the situation as well. So it went really smoothly. We had... A few other head teachers who went, well, how does that work? Uh, who's going to do which bit of the job? But the job varies on a day-to-day -day basis. You can't say, well, I'm only going to do this on a Monday. We all know that it might come in on a Friday. So we keep, we keep in good touch. Uh, we have a little debrief on a Monday where he tries to see how many times he can make me laugh out loud with what's just happened on a Thursday, Friday. <laughs> um, and I felt the benefits of I had more time for me. I had more time to switch off felt better and the Fitbit said it straight away in terms of the health benefits I just felt a lot better my husband said I've had my I've got my wife back now I'm no longer that stressed you're saying that in a positive way yeah yeah, yeah 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 I know yeah. to be fair he's slightly worried at this point <laughs> but you know they saw the difference but it has given you time to do some other things as well so you're you're governor on a number of different uh, boards yeah, and so on yeah, yeah, yeah. and so forth so well, I was doing that as well when I was I was full-time oh, and I think maybe I was spinning too many plates but it just get, do you know what surprised me? So I would go out to Round Hay Lake in Leeds and I'd go for a walk and I could not understand how many other people on the planet were out during the day getting their vitamin D, yeah. having a walk, going for a coffee. And I thought, well, they can't all be working from home. They can't all be retired. We need more flexibility within the job that we're doing in schools because otherwise people burn out at the end of the day. So I, I can highly recommend it. If you've got a good relationship with a deputy, and you've built it up together, then then absolutely go for it if it suits with your time and uh, your school. The governors were very supportive. Once everybody got their head around how it would work. Well, it's been great seeing that in practice um, because we're asked a lot about flexible working and quite often what you get is, well, for timetabling reasons or logistical reasons, it's impossible and so on. Here you've, mm. you've not just made it work, but actually there's a, a real sense of energy come from that. And I'll talk to Richard in yeah. a second about it from his point of view. Yep, my name is Rich Leanne and I am the Deputy and Co-Head Teacher of Grenoside Primary School. And how long have you been a Deputy here? Uh, five or six years. Yeah. And then I became Co-Head Teacher with Pamela uh, September this academic year. So uh, Pamela's already referenced that, that, that it was something which she suddenly thought about and mm. then she put it to you and mm. I heard you in the room across here uh, chuckling at the memory of it. But yes. what was the reaction at the time? Um, Slight surprise. Uh, yes, Pamela is um, an extremely good leader and she has a very good control over the entire school. And so I felt, after initial surprise and the colour came back to my face, uh, the, <laughs> the kind of, I was quite privileged and honoured that she thought I would be able to do that job because um, she's taken the school uh, really, really far 
and done many, many good things. And I'm sure she's more than aware that it just takes a few mistakes and a few poor decisions to kind of undo all that good work. So I felt quite privileged and honoured, as I said. Um, but yes, the initial feeling was a bit of um, a whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's definitely a verge of confidence and a sense of trust in you. But had you been sitting there as deputy uh, thinking at some point, inevitably, I want to become a head teacher. Was that always part of the journey? No, I know there are some very ambitious people out there and I think some people might describe me as ambitious, but I would never describe myself as ambitious. You kind of make decisions and, and timing plays a big part um, and the people you work with play, play, play a huge part. But no, I was never sitting across the desk or across the meeting room thinking, oh, I could do this job, I fancy this job, it's, it's so easy. Uh, I'm not saying that um, Pamela makes it look hard, I'm just saying that I'm, she involved me very well and I was fully aware of the responsibility and work that goes into running a good school. And so it wasn't something I was desperate to do, if I'm being brutally honest. I know people out there are desperate to kind of climb up the ladder and get that status, but uh, I think if you were to really appreciate all that it takes... Um, and personally as well as professionally all, all that it takes from you that it's not uh, sort of quick and easy decision to make fortunately it is a very very good school it's a lovely staff it's a lovely uh, group of kids and families so you know you have to kind of weigh up all your options and think about what's best for the school or what's also best for yourself being a bit selfish and and, and the timing did seem to, to work well and the fact that it was a co-headship was kind of being um eased in gently rather than thrown at the deep end I've got to kind of paddle around a little bit always knowing the lifeguard was nearby at the end of a text just in case I needed it that's a good metaphor good yeah I'm going gonna, gonna to use that and <laughs> did you did you have to kind of persuade staff because we, we, we tend to in our schools don't we we tend to compartmentalise everything we work mm. in terms of terms and half terms mm. and rooms and we're not as flexible as some professions, perhaps. Mm. And therefore, suddenly to think, oh, well, you know, which day is which person in charge of the mm. place? Did you have to persuade them? No, I don't think so. They were very uh, accepting staff. Um, as I said, Pamela's run a good school here for a number of years. And I think part of that is, whilst we don't like to say it out loud sometimes, that understanding of hierarchy within a school where you have the head teacher and if the head teacher asks you to do something and it's reasonable, <laughs> you should get on and do it and stuff. So the SLT and the leadership here have that kind of respect, I think, for the staff. And it goes both ways. It's a mutual respect that we have with the staff as well. And previous years when Pamela would be out seconded to do work with another academy chain or work with another head teacher in another local authority, I would have deputised that role. So again, I, again, eased in very gently. Almost like there was a plan behind it. But... Um, no, it was, a, it was a, I think I was able to uh, understand how Pamela wanted to run the school and it mirrored how I would have, if I could have had the thoughts myself, uh, do the same thing. We shared the same values and ethos. So I don't, what I think helps wasn't a drastic change that whilst, I often joke that whilst the mum's away, um, they think they can all act up and stuff like that. Uh, they don't <laughs> at all, I know that they, like, like their children. But um, no, it, in fact, I think we've, all the cliches, we sing from the same hymn sheet, we've got the same values and ethos. So it's consistent for the staff, so they don't feel like they're being pulled from pillar to post. They know what's going on. Great. Two last questions. So you're deputy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Correct. You're head on Thursday, Friday. Correct. Okay. Do the days when you are the head feel different from the days when you are the deputy? They did, a, they did at the start. I think you, as I said at the start of this question, that I'm, I feel I'm as aware as I can be about the responsibility of the role and, and all it entails. And so you do have that extra kind of awareness of what's going on and the accountability is there and everyone who does the job at all knows about the accountability. And one of the better things about being a deputy or a senior leader is that you always have 
and if you're lucky, a good head teacher to fall back on and say, oh, I don't know what to do, and they can um, help you out or advise you or counsel you or whatever. So when it's just yourself, and you've heard people say it's a very lonely job, and in, we're not part of an, a, of an academy chain here, so you are just on your own making those decisions. Um, obviously, if things got absolutely dire, I could still pick up the phone and talk to, uh, talk to Pamela, but equally, you know, I want to try and do the job as well, so I want to, I want to you know, learn on my own, my own ways uh, in that sense. But yeah, you do you do feel the weight of responsibility. It does feel a bit different. Um, but as 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 time goes on, it's like with anything, you you can get used to certain things. But there's always something around the corner, um, which um, to surprise to you. surprise me to make me um, think. Well, I'll write that one down. That'll make Pamela laugh Monday morning. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it doesn't get old. You still feel. I mean, even when we've yeah talked about plans for next year, you start to think it does it does weigh on you a bit. Yeah, I was going to ask you one last question, actually, but you've, you've answered it, because essentially what this does, and the teaching profession hasn't been brilliant at this, mm. is it builds professional development into the role. So yes. in other words, that catch-up you're having on a Monday will be partly information passing, mm. partly it'll be mentoring, mm. coaching, Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that feels to me like a really grown-up way that we are not doing a kind of sink-or-swim approach to what no. headship feels like, but we're helping to, to develop people and give them a real sense of what the job feels like. Absolutely, and I, I, think it's, I think it's been a great way, but I do think it does, and I think Pamela's mentioned it before, it does take a, a good relationship with the other person. Not that you have to be best friends or anything, but yeah. sometimes with particularly headship or any, I guess, any higher uh, position in, in an organisation, there can be a bit of ego involved and not wanting to seem like you don't know something and not wanting to ask for advice. But if you can take your ego out of it and appreciate that from my position, I'm new to it, I don't know everything, I'm happy to ask questions. And then you have the other person who is also not chastising you for asking questions, but happy to share and mentor and coach, like you said. Yeah, it's invaluable. I mean, I do the MPQH and I'm, I'm grateful to be part of that, but there's nothing like that on, on an no, MPQH. Exactly. And I think that's what's missing for lots of young head teachers coming through, that, that trusted uh, experience and good experience, not just bad experience, a good experience. Um, position uh, to, to help you through those, those difficult patches because no one can prepare you it's like having kids almost you know <laughs> no one can prepare you for it until you're actually in the chair by yourself picking up those emails getting those phone calls <laughs> having people crying do we carry on <laughs> don't oversell it yeah. uh, richard pamela thank you both very very much the ask school leadership podcast mm-hmm.